Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I am the founder of myvirtualchangemanager.com, and I would like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal Country today and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land I, which I am recording. Welcome. I'm excited about this one. This is all about mindset, and this is really in my wheelhouse. It is something that I continually talk about. I really focus on personally and I want to talk about it in the concept of change and what type of mindset do you need when it comes to the world of change whether you're a change practitioner whether you're a program practitioner whether you're a change leader this really relates to you in any organization nowadays mindset is something that should be part of the conversation about the approach and the mindset that you're applying to change because it could be the very reason that things aren't being seen as successful or that the outcomes aren't being achieved because you're in a what we call a fixed mindset state. But let's talk about it a little bit. I am sure you might have heard about Carol Dweck's book around fixed mindset and growth mindset. Let me take you through the concept of a growth mindset it means that you can learn new things, that you're open to the possibility of learning new things. Fixed mindset says, no, can't learn new things. So it's a very simple equation, really, when you simplify it and distill it to that. And even for myself, someone who has worked a lot on themselves, I have definitely looked at my belief systems. I continue to do that. I'm a perpetual learner about myself, about people, then my mindset in relation to that and certain aspects obviously is growth-based. However, I still have a fixed mindset about other things. And I always say, never say never, because when I have a very fixed mindset about, oh, I'd never do that or I'd never do this, I start to hear myself say that and I think, you're a bit of a fool, Therese, because... Oftentimes the universe flips things around and then next thing you know, you're doing the very thing that you said you would never do. And change can really push your buttons in relation to your mindset. And it can bring out different aspects of yourself in reaction to change that you may like or you may not like. And the constant question to ask is, have I got a fixed mindset about this? Is there something going on for me that I think 
and I'm very stuck in my thinking about the approach to this change? Or is it something that I am willing to hypothesize about and actually enter into that world of growth mindset and think, okay, well, let's turn this fixed belief into a hypothesis to test and to see if what I believe is right or wrong based on what we're about to implement. And the fixed mindset actually has a lot to do with this concept of resistance as well that you come across if you're a change person. And I don't really like this concept of resistance because it means people might be countering what you're trying to do. And there's only a certain small portion of people who will, because of their core beliefs or because of their fixed mindset, will proactively resist change. It's always a minority. Sometimes it could just be one individual, one vocal individual And as a change person, if you're a change practitioner, a change leader, if you're a program person or you're just looking to introduce something new, you do need to ensure that you don't give too much credence to that one voice. Certainly unpack and engage around maybe there's something to the objection they have. But then if you find that it's just a belligerent voice who just wants to argue against the change for the sake of arguing, then a fool takes up a fool's argument you just don't engage in it and continue to move forward. So there's a couple of the things in there, I guess, around how you approach resistance. But one of the the biggest areas that I think to look into is when introducing change, the mindset that you should have is that you're going to learn. And the only way you learn is through doing and going and implementing a change or starting with something. And this is very much around having a bit of the mindset to which an agile methodology could um, really lend itself is that you're looking for progress, not perfection. But what you're looking at is making sure that there's fast feedback that happens and that you're prepared to take the feedback on and to iterate going forward. Now, there's not many organizations that allow have the psychological safety to do that. However, if you've got the backing of leadership, which creates that environment for psych safety, then really you match that with a mindset around the courage that it takes to embrace continuous improvement and that that's just a way of working in an organization's DNA, then that is really the optimal fertile ground for innovation, for progress, and uh, for building something that could be quite sustainable. So there's a couple of elements there as I mentioned, that that are really critical to that, the psych safety element, so that you've got the right environment and the backing from leadership, that you have got the right mindset and that you are willing to progress and for things not to be perfect, which can be difficult because a lot of people can get stuck in this perfection loop. has to be right, has to be clear to move forward. I think there's a degree of clarity that you do need but everything does not need to be clear before you go and implement a change because you can iterate as you go along. And in fact, it can create quite a great environment for ownership from those who are impacted by the change because they're providing feedback and they're seeing things evolve in partnership with their feedback. And that can create a really great environment for ownership of the change from those impacted individuals. A great book in this space is Think Again by Adam Grant. 
I read that book and boy, I loved it. Thought it was so great. And once again, I realized that I had, I was talking to someone today about that actually, that I had quite a fixed mindset about a scientific approach. And then I read that book and I realized that I had quite a fixed mindset uh, about that approach and realized that I needed to um, I, ne- I needed to let go of that and I needed to embrace a growth mindset even in relation, in relation to that book. And after reading that book, one of the key things that I did start to implement was this concept of um, having a hypothesis. I have this, I have a hypothesis to test and then use data to prove or disprove it. Once again, in the world of change, it is such a great tool to have around human behavior. And and many people just don't want to um, guess or even have a guess as to, well, how many people do you think are going to dial into this uh, virtual webinar about this brief? And yeah, how many people are going to come to this briefing? How many people leaders do you think will have cascaded this communication through to their teams and then actually set those up as measures and around the team, if you actually asked, okay, well, everyone just take a guess based on our culture, where it's at, how many people would cascade this communication and then almost do a spot check of that or a measure of that. It's a great environment in which to get feedback, but also to have that presence to how the culture is operating. And then over time, if you have a culture program or something else that's taking place in your organization, you would hope that over time that would improve, right? But if you don't test the thinking and gather the data, then you're not really able to reflect and see the evolution of an organization through a change that's getting implemented. And and when I say data, I don't mean an nth degree kind of data thing. Yeah, I've done uh, remote working um, aspects or, you know, flexible working aspects where you do pulse checks, you gauge sentiment, and you can see that change over time. And then various implementations of various change initiatives that you put into place around that show a difference in a level of comfort over time, which is really just reflecting back to you around how change works, that you have some early adopters, you have some people who might initially feel you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but over time, as you have your reinforcement plans and you keep reinforcing the, the behaviors that you want and the processes that need to be followed, then obviously over time you see improvement around accuracy. So these are the type of things that you can actually measure and change. And I have got a blog post which talks about the ability. I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background, but he's uh, you know walking up and down on the floorboards. Um, but over time, you, you can get a real story around the human behavior and real insight from humans uh, across the board in relation to the change that you're implementing. And that's what you want to introduce. And it does mean that you can have a play with it. You can get creative with it, but you do get a feedback loop happening. And over time, as you're introducing various changes, you have almost a data set and an expectation around how certain effective interventions can be utilized time and time again. And over time, you might see that those interventions aren't as effective. Now, I think from a mindset perspective, because I had prior experience in this through my marketing degree and also campaign work that I used to do in the world of marketing. This type of data-driven feedback is critical for anything 
and easy to adopt into the world of change for myself because I've been there before. And so certainly when it comes to mindset, being open to these type of things, being a little bit fearless in trialing and testing, getting support for that, important. And then, you know, over time, building up that that database and playing that back to leaders, um, to others in the organization, to change peers and to program peers, whoever it may be, is important. You know, it's part of the sharing around learning. And whether it has worked or it hasn't, once again, comes down to the mindset and the approach that you take. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed talking about it. And if you want to join us at myvirtualchangemajor.com, come across. If you feel that this podcast is of value, please share it with family, friends, colleagues, those who you know and those who want to grow. And just remember that change matters because people matter. Have a great day.